With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Blue Wire. The Arizona Cardinals select Kyler Murray. And the 2019 Offense Rookie of the Year is... Kyler This year's most valuable player, Lamar Jackson. Jackson, Jackson himself. Look at him dart back and forth. Oh! He broke his ankles! He is Houdini! Touchdown! Patrick Mahomes with a rope! Chiefs are Super Bowl champions here in Miami. Alright guys, welcome back to the Savage the Past podcast presented by Clutch Points and our friends at Blue Wire. I'm your host, Blake Lovell. Back with me once again, my co-host, I'm Rick. I'm here for our week three picks. And uh, yes, only one episode this week, but uh, I'm sure we'll get some thoughts on uh, the fallout from week two here as we make our picks. That will certainly factor in to who we're going to pick uh, in some of these games. But uh, Dylan, the most important part is uh, when we look at uh, how we started from a betting standpoint, our overall picks haven't been great. But uh, the picks that we have promised to deliver on, they have at least delivered to this point. Yeah, 4-0 on our betting locks. Got to keep that going this week. I forgot midway through the games on Sunday what my betting lock was, and I got really worried it was the Saints. Really glad it was the Patriots instead. That what was mine? Well. I don't even remember mine either. Yours was uh, the Packers-Lions game. So oh, yes, that's We wouldn't right. have even been able to review that one if we had been on, oh, on Monday. Um, but, yeah, they, they – it didn't look great for a while for years. No, <laughs> it didn't. Really able to, uh, piece it together in the second half. Some big turnovers and different plays the Packers were able to make. And Aaron Rodgers just went god mode for a second there. But, yeah, so hopefully we can keep that going. A little bit better week last week. I, I, if my count was right, I think you went 10-6 and six with the regular picks. I went 11-5. and five, So hmm. a little bit better. We'll see if we can keep that going this week. I know uh, maybe a few games that we feel more confident about. Like the last couple of weeks, there's a lot of games where we're kind of on a Going either way, there, there's a higher percentage this time where I feel fairly good about the the outcome based on whether it be injuries or just what we've seen from some of these teams. But uh, also still a number of really good games, including the one at the top here. Obviously, as you know, the one I'm looking forward to the most. Yeah, I think so too. And uh, the, the siren in the background could be a sign of our picks this week. Uh, perhaps that is telling us something uh, about uh, our picks. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, hopefully hopefully we continue on our way here with the, uh, the betting locks and such. But there are some interesting games here, and I think this is um, – I don't know. We'll talk about it here. I think that there's some that are going to be hard to predict, but some, like you said, seem pretty easy to figure out, uh, at least on mm-hmm. paper. All right, game of the week, yes, it is going to be for both of us, the Bucks at the Rams. The Bucks are one-and-a-half-point favorites in this one. Just uh, listen, this could be a an NFC Championship preview here. I said it previously. I think the Rams are Super Bowl good. Obviously, we know the Bucks are Super Bowl good. And I uh, didn't love how the Rams finished Week 2 against the Colts, yeah. but... Nonetheless, uh, they're 2-0, and and they're back here in L.A. and have a chance to really, you know, I mean, go to 3-0 and and, and beat the defending champions who have really, I mean, you know, the Bucks have, they've looked good. Uh, there's there's no other mm-hmm. way to put it. They've looked really good thus far. And because of that, uh, everybody knows I'm, I'm, on, I'm with Dylan. I'm on the, the Rams bandwagon here. But 
I'm going to go with the formula I've always gone with here on the podcast. <laughs> we all know what that is. That is uh, until the defending champs lose, I'm going to stick with them. Uh, you know, I just think that's the best way to do it. So I'm going to go with the Bucks here. I, I just feel like they're going to find a way to win this game. I think it should be really, really good. Uh, but, um, yeah, I just I'm going to go with the Bucks until somebody beats them. Yeah, I think this is, I mean, out of the schedule for Tampa Bay, which I believe going into the season was projected to be the easiest. This was one of the games we circled as a possible, one of the possible losses. We didn't even, uh, you know, obviously Dallas competed a little bit better than they were anticipated to with the spread. I think, I mean, going back to last year, obviously the Rams did beat Tampa Bay. Uh, They have a different quarterback this time, but I do think there are some similarities in terms of how the Rams do match up pretty decently when they're on offense against uh, what Tampa Bay does in a similar way to how Dallas does. They don't have to rely on the run to get their passing game going and having Stafford obviously allows them to dissect things in a different way. Yes, they did not close insanely well against the Colts, but I think it was still encouraging after everything kind of turned, all the tides turned against them. They had the three straight three and outs, I believe on offense. They immediately got that quick touchdown drive to take back the lead when they needed the play. Stafford had them obviously having a guy like Cooper cup there makes a huge difference for their chemistry. They're already displaying, but uh, it's just Tampa's defense for as well as they've looked on offense. And I think they've been incredible. It is a, a Rams defense that while it hasn't been as spectacular as last year, they're still playing at a high level. I still think they have the capability to get those stops. Still going to be trying to limit the, the all the explosive plays that Tampa Bay is going to want to try to produce. And I, I like the idea of that matchup, the, the differences in these philosophies, how these teams are going to clash. So I think it's a, yeah, it's going to be a really good game. I think the Rams, I mean, Tampa Bay is still a team that I think by the end of the year, I will finish with a higher record. I, I just think of, at this point in the season, the Rams maybe before Tampa's defense really gets into their own, have a chance to win at home. Uh, the uh, pro ESPN's football power index has the Rams as a 55% chance to win. So probably the, the lowest we'll see Tampa Bay on any of on their matchup predictor for a long time. Just either way, I think it's a field goal game, just like last year. But again, I, the Rams, uh, maybe they're not as deep on defense, but they are, I'd argue they were much better at quarterback with the way that uh, uh, the different things that Stafford's able to bring to that offense, the different plays they're able to do. And I, you could argue that last season they would have lost that kind of game to the Colts, but this time they win. Uh, just two teams that, yeah, by the end of it, if they still stay healthy at the most important positions, could be could see a rematch in the postseason. Yeah, if we uh, went against our own rules, we would actually perhaps make this the betting lock in terms of uh, the lock that this is going to be the best game of the week. I think that yeah. um, <laughs> this is this is probably it. But if we don't do that. We go for the actual spreads, uh, and that leads into our betting locks. Uh, again, great start. Let's see if we can keep it going. Uh, I'm going to try to keep it going with the team that I've been very impressed with thus far, going up against a team that I think has all the potential in the world to be the worst team in the league this year. Um, so anytime you have that matchup, feels like a good choice for a betting lock, and uh, that is going to be the Cardinals going on the road to play the Jags. Cardinals are seven and a half point favorites in this one. I would love this at seven. I don't necessarily love it at seven and a half, but uh, as we were talking before we started recording, Dylan. If we have to use logic here, which I think is always a sound idea, uh, if you just look at it from a logical standpoint, there is no logical reason to believe that the Jaguars are going to be able to stop the Cardinals. And because of that, I just, you know, I think the Cardinals defense has been a little up and down, sure. But I see, I just, again, based on what we've seen through two two weeks, there's no reason for me to believe the Jags are going to be able to hold the Cardinals under 30 points. And to me, that's like, all right, well, seven and a half, I'll take that and uh, pick that as my betting lock. 
Yeah, I, I think the Cardinals will definitely win at this point. Obviously, I haven't seen anything from the Jags to believe they're going to be anything other than one of the worst teams. Again, in the league, even if they are, you know, have a future going with, with the program that Urban's trying to, to build, and obviously Trevor Lawrence. But at this point, the Cardinals, the one thing, at least for the betting lock for me, I, the defense, obviously, we've had two weeks of it. One week, fantastic. The other week, uh, arguably, should have given up way more points to the Vikings. Uh <laughs> They could have given up almost 50, really, by the end of it with some of the different plays that went uh, their way. I just uh, – I think the Cardinals will definitely uh, win this game. Covering, I, I would bet on it if I had to, if I was choosing between the two. One part I'm worried about, too, the magic of Gus Johnson being back in the NFL. He announced that Viking-Cardinal game and all the <laughs> insanity. I just – he's announcing this game as well. It's probably going to have something weird happen. But, uh, yeah, the Cardinals are the better team at this point. I, I just – I'm not, you know – I think they're, as we kind of talked about after the week one, dominating victory. Uh, and they probably should be one and one with a missed field goal by the Vikings. But still, I feel pretty good about where they are as a playoff potential team. I just wonder about the consistency of them on defense. And even on offense, it's still really uh, at certain points, it's it's Kyler going out there and uh, to use the, the phrase from basketball, just getting a bucket. <laughs> like he just he'll go in there and just get make a play happen. Uh, some of the He's throwing some of these balls from – like 20 yards almost behind the line of scrimmage is ridiculous. And they're not like a lot of it's just making things happen after a, the initial play breaks down. I think they're going to have a lot of those plays that to come. They'll probably score a lot of points. Uh, and hopefully if their defense has a solid week, they'll be able to cover pretty easily. I, I feel like it's either going to be, it's going to be a seven point game and it's going to just barely, you're going to miss it or they're going to win by 20 plus. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's a ladder. Um, I just, I don't know. But I, I always say I don't like the cross-country trips necessarily sometimes, but um, I just, I don't have a lot of confidence in the Jacks at this point. Yeah. Your betting lock is one I also consider here. This would be number two on my list. Uh, these are the two that I choose. Uh, I just had a, you know, I was like, look, give me, give me the less points and I'll take that one. Uh, yeah. Even though I'd prefer to go with a home team here and that's what you're going to go with. The Jets are at the Broncos. Broncos are 10 and a half point favorites. And this one, um, sort of the same situation to me. It's, it's, it's different though. I think, Talk about Cardinals and Jags. I see no reason to think that the Jags are going to be able to stop the Cardinals. I see no reason to believe the Jets are going to be able to score on the Broncos. Um, so, to me, I I would I would also put this in my range. Like, this is probably a betting lock at 10.5. I mean, the Broncos could score 13, and I don't think the Jets are going to score at all. So, uh, <laughs> I just think that's where we are at this point after you saw what the Jets did against the Patriots. Um, yeah, I think this is, a, this is a layup, too. Talking about the basketball terminology, this feels like a layup for this one. <laughs> yeah, easy schedule for Denver to start this year. Giants, Jags, Jets. They got, they've gotten fortunate. I do think their defense is still really good. Um, and we, you and I did t- pick the uh, biggest differences in DVOA between uh, the, the favorite and the team that we're picking the betting lock over in terms of, obviously, it's really early in the year, so this isn't going to probably bore out by the end of it. But right now, Denver and Arizona are fourth and fifth in DVOA, and then we got down all the way at 31st Jacksonville and 28th the Jets. So it's pretty much, I think those two will probably finish closer to those spots. I think uh, Denver's defense, I mean, they give up the kick return touchdown to the Jags. Otherwise, they really gave up just six points on uh, you know, a team that you know was able to at least get some points up against Houston the week before. Um, I, I just, I don't see how the Jets offense where it's at right now with what they were able to do uh, in their first two games. Obviously, I think the Patriots defense is really good, but I think Denver's is really good. I think their secondary has a chance to be one of the best in the league. Uh, it's just a bad matchup. For, I mean, not that anyone's going to really match up well against that Denver defense this year, but with what the Jets are doing at this point, where the high points of uh, the certain plays that, that Zach Wilson has made, I just don't see how they're going to be there against Denver. I feel like they Fangio has all the, the tools he wants to have that defense op, uh, operating at, at the level that 
uh, he envisioned uh, and what I'm sure the franchise did when they hired him. So it's, it's the first home game, too. They've, they've won these first two on the road, even though they had a ton of fans there in Jacksonville on Sunday. I think they're going to just steamroll the Jets, to be honest. I, uh, I, I There's a chance that Zach Wilson has his best game of his uh, early career, and, uh, and maybe the Jets are able to just cover. I don't think there's a chance they really win. Um, every, any given Sunday, obviously, anything can happen. We saw that last year with the Jets and, and Rams. But I think Denver, with all the momentum going home, with, with that atmosphere they're going to have there, how excited fans are. And I think and we've just seen from Teddy that he's performed quite well throughout his career, but in the early going here against pretty poor defenses and even a Denver defense or a Giants defense, which I think will improve over the course of the year. So I think there's not really a ton of reasons to believe Denver shouldn't uh, cruise to a victory here. Yeah, I'm with you. I think this is a pure domination and uh, yeah, maybe I, maybe I should have went with this one too. It's my betting lock, but uh, we'll go up to Cardinals and Broncos. They're upsets. Well, I'm not going too far out on a limb here, and this is going to be the theme um, because my upset is going to be a one-and-a-half-point spread, so that tells you what you need to know about how many favorites I'm picking this week. Uh, the Seahawks are one-and-a-half-point favorites on the road against the Vikings. Um, I just – I don't know. I, I, I told you I think it – Seahawks coming off a deflating loss at home with the way that game ended against the Titans. Uh, now they got to turn around, go on the road, play in a team that is pretty much – I don't think it's desperation mode, but – you know, Vikings are 0-2. They need to get a win here. And yeah. I think coming back, you know, this could be sort of that moment where Seahawks not necessarily bounce back yet. Vikings really need a win here. So I'll, I'll take the Vikings at home. I think the Vikings actually look pretty good against the Cardinals. Um, I know mm-hmm. defensively they would certainly like some things back. But I I think the Vikings are in a better spot here to have a chance to win this one. So I'll take this one and a half point. There's a, there's a big upset. Yeah, I, I think the Vikings did look better, like you said. They, I think they should have won that. A few of the plays, there's I forget who it was that fumbled at the three-yard line and was just able to get the ball to go out of bounds before it was recovered by the Vikings. It's just little things like that. There's other moments in that game. Crazy, the crazy play that Rondell Moore made at, at the end of the half to get them in field goal range, making the 62-yarder. I, I just, I think the Vikings are, yeah, they're better than they should have won that game. And even with all the little things that went against them, they should have found a way to win that shootout. I think this is going to be probably, I mean, even though I wouldn't say game of the week, I think it has a chance to be kind of like that Cardinals Vikings game last week in terms of it, the excitement level, two offenses that I think are going to be able to put up points in a big way, similar to Seahawks Titans even last week too. Seattle's defense just did not have answers for the running game in Tennessee, a very different style with Dalvin Cook, obviously, but I do think, the Vikings will have no problem putting up points by the end of it with the where we, uh, at least at this point, what we've seen from Seattle's defense on the flip side. I, I still think Seattle's offense is going to put up uh, a decent number on them. Um, I, I just, it, it's a coin flip game at the end of the day. It's, it's the closest matchup I probably will see on the ESPN's football power index. They have it as a 50.1% chance for Seattle. So there you go. That's basically yeah. uh, the epitome of a coin flip. Um, it's going to be, I think a high scoring game fantasy owners, this is one you'll, uh, unless you have a defense for other teams, I'm not sure why at this point you would have those. Obviously, the Vikings, the Vikings did get that pick six, but otherwise, I would not uh, have that. I think at this point, you just look at everyone they have on offense, play them all, because there's going to be a ton of points. And uh, just giving Minnesota a little bit of an edge here at home, maybe they stay a little bit of that bad luck they've had in recent weeks will go their way. And uh, I still think their kicker is not one of the, I don't think it's as uh, in his head as maybe some of the others. Uh, previous Viking kickers. He did make a couple 50 yarders. I think he'll be able to move on past that. 
Well, we go from a small upset to a big upset, point-wise. Um, <laughs> and that is the Bears on the road at the Browns. Browns, seven-and-a-half-point favorites in this one. I think that's way too high based on what we saw from the Browns uh, against the Texans at times. Um, and you got the Justin Fields show is officially underway. Um, Dylan, you're going out on a limb here. Yeah. I, I'm not insanely confident with this pick, but I, you know, same thing happened when I got, picked the Raiders to beat the Ravens. I've had some <laughs> yes. some luck with these uh, in the past. I only remember the victories. You don't remember the losses. Yes, but, right. uh, I, yeah, it's just the Browns. It, right now, the Bears defense, I don't think it's a great defense, but I do think the one the weak point uh, is a little bit of their secondary. But the Browns, without Jarvis Landry at the, in the second, you know, he got injured immediately against the Texans, and they just really struggled to find open receivers against a, a Texans defense that, you know, we're not anticipating to have a, a superior pass rush by any means, but Baker had to hold the ball a lot. They had to take a lot of, uh, you know, the game change when they were able to run in the second half. I think the Bears are better positioned to actually defend against that. Uh, obviously, in Cleveland with that, that home crowd is crazy for that Texans opener. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, will benefit ob- Cleveland, obviously, still being at home here. I just think with Fields, he didn't play perfect, but his, uh, as a lot of people have pointed out, his passer rating and all his stats would have looked a lot differently if it wasn't for a couple drops. He had one drop in the end zone by Allen Robinson, another by Darnell Mooney on a, on a pretty important, I think it was third down play that uh, kind of, you know, just th- those numbers look a lot different if those plays go differently. I th- think he has more answers when the defense uh, is pressuring him, and obviously we saw it with the first down he got near the end of that game against Cincinnati. Obviously a tougher Browns defense, but I would say one that uh, was giving up a lot of easy plays to the Texans on Sunday and was not generating interior pressure well at all. Uh, the middle of the line, Houston was able to dominate pretty well. Houston's offensive line, as we've talked about, is not the worst, uh, probably pretty decent this year. Chicago's probably a step down. I just think there's enough here where the Bears, uh, yeah, the 7.5, a little scary to me. Uh, without the unless a, some receiver really steps up uh, for Cleveland, I just see this as a game where they're going to have to. It's going to be kind of a pounding run run the ball game for both sides. And I think the Bears are going to be able to run the ball fine against Cleveland, and uh, maybe some guys will be open because right now, for all the things I was hopeful for the Browns defense, it's really early, obviously. Um, but they're they're going to have to turn it around. They have not been uh, great in the first two weeks. It's, again, it's very early, but 31st in in uh, pass defense DVOA. It's just it's not going to get it done, and I, I think even with, with with Fields and some of the throws he did make um, and some of the things that are happening, I think they'll get an extra jolt too in the Bears locker room to possibly pull this one off. I uh, it doesn't bode well for my pick with the Browns making the playoffs and for them to start one and two here uh, with a schedule that gets only tougher at the end of it. But uh, I just there's something about this game where I, I feel like yeah the, the seven and a half is off. I would. I don't know if I'd be betting for sure on the uh, on the Bears to uh, to win, but I would definitely be picking uh, them to cover here. Well, yeah, I think this should be an interesting game. Like you said, uh, I think it should uh, be fascinating to see kind of what both teams look like here in Week 3. All right, to our quick pick section, we start with the Panthers at the Texans. Panthers, uh, eight-point favorites on the road in Houston. Tyrod Taylor on injured reserve. Uh, that is all I need yeah. to know for this one. Yeah, same here, right? Yeah, the Panthers, I nearly picked this as my lock of the week. I think it's just still a little uncertainty, but Sam Darnold's looked pretty good, and it's not like the Texans' defense is spectacular. And I think Carolina's defense is one 
that as we go uh, through the season, they've they've been the best defense in the league in, in terms of DVOA through two weeks, again, very early. But I do think there are encouraging signs of what they're uh, doing with that group. And it's just, even if, no matter where they finish with their run defense, it's it's crazy how just a few, you know, a couple of years ago, we were talking about them, how badly they needed Derek Brown and uh, in the draft and with how awful their run defense was. And now here they are through again against two, uh, you know, obviously a more impressive game against the Saints. There's some things that they were able to figure out uh, and take away from them. Uh, obviously not going to have the receiving talent uh, as a lot of teams that they'll face over the course of the year. I, that's still missing for Houston, I'd argue, especially with Davis Mills in there. So that it's just it's Thursday night wackiness is the main reason I didn't pick this as a lock. If this was a Sunday game, I may have done it. Because I really do think I'm not sold on Carolina completely as uh, you know going to be uh, one of the top teams in the NFC, but I think with how we've talked about the the playoff picture and how much I imagine the the other division, uh, the NFC West, is going to ultimately beat up on itself. I think there's a chance that Carolina, ha- you know, if they can stay healthy too, and Christian McCaffrey looked ridiculous uh, last week with some of the plays he made and some other playmakers they have. I just I feel as we've kind of talked about when they, the coaching staff came in, there's some good positive signs. I think seeing what they're able to do with their defense now, how they've been able to adapt that group. It's, it, they just become a team that I'm, I'm excited to follow. At least I'm, I'm not like sold that they're one of the, you know, there's only a few, I think only like seven, two and O teams uh, left. Um, but I'm not completely sold. They're going to be, you know, a top team again, but I think there's, there's something going on there. And for all Houston as they've competed well to Houston's credit, we talked crap about, I, most of me talk crap about them all off season. They've competed hard in both of their games, including on Sunday against the Browns. Um, so I don't think there's going to be any lack of fight for Houston. I just think Carolina is a better team. Yeah, me too. Both going with the Panthers. Um, and uh, I was happy to pick up the Panthers defense in fantasy this week uh, as a Rams uh, defense owner. I think I'd rather have the Panthers <laughs> at the Texans than go. the Rams at yes. home against the Bucks. So uh, there is a fantasy tidbit uh, on that one. Colts at the Titans. What a glorious uh, division this is the uh, AFC South keeps on giving five and a half point favorites the Titans are at home and uh, no I, I've said it we talked about it going into the season I was not as high on the Colts as others perhaps I know they play two tough teams to start the season doesn't get any easier here but yeah. uh, I think the Colts are heading to win three I think the Titans will win this after that big uh, comeback win against the Seahawks yeah, it's it's going to be an interesting one. I Titans are in terms of especially if Carson had been playing. It's it's now with his injury. I just I, man, the Colts. As we we talked about it. That was uh, you know we were worried about what was going to be happening under center. There's some good things he he did and he played at, at times quite well. I thought against the Rams really with some of the sacks he avoided and different things. But now. Uh, with Easton, uh, maybe it is probably the, a good matchup for you to go against this Titans defense. Still not buying into what they're doing on that side of the ball. I just think we saw the Titans offense kind of figure out what it needed to do. Got back to some of the things that made it successful under Arthur Smith last week. So uh, Titans are the pick here. I just I won't be shocked if the Colts win, but that's more of because uh, I, I do think they still have a good amount of talent. I, they have some issues in the secondary. They need to figure out some things that against two really great offenses and to get another great one here. I just, it's the Titans consistency. I just don't trust the Titans at this point. So couldn't have considered this a lock, even if I'm picking them to win here. What do you know? Someone doesn't trust the Titans. Uh, not a new concept here. I told you anytime you start yeah. trusting them, like Feels I have, comfortable. <laughs> you, you start going backwards on it. I don't, I don't trust them either, but I think they win this game. Ravens, seven-and-a-half-point favorites on the road against the Lions. Here's all the trust you need. I actually considered this, but I think with the Ravens mm-hmm. sometimes, 
coming off a big win. We know sometimes there's a we can let up. Ravens can't really afford to let up since they lost that game against the Raiders. But coming off a big win against the Chiefs, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe you know I'm not saying they're going to lose this game. Yeah. This actually should have probably been considered for a a lock at only seven and a half. But um, I think the Ravens. There there's no reason to pick against them here. Oh yeah, I think Lamar's going to have a field day. Obviously, uh, but I mean the Lions didn't haven't looked bad. I just like obviously they they lo- they should have lost by a more crooked number against the Niners and they end up losing by 18 to the Packers. But that second half, I mean they they played amazing football uh, offensively in the first half. And they have kind of weird. They have a fourth and one that they don't convert. And again, like they had the third and long. They had the Packers on the ropes and Rodgers makes that throw down the sideline to Adams. It's just like only a couple guys can put it with that pace in that spot. Even the touchdown pass uh, on that same drive that he throws right by the linebacker's ear hole. It's like these aren't throws that you know I, I, that I most quarterbacks in the league are making. So I, I think, and just some weird plays in the second half, other weird turnovers from Detroit. I just, I don't think they're terrible. Like I think they're going to be one of the worst. It's probably going to end up with a top five, but I do like top five pick. I do. I just, you know, another team that similar to the Texans, I'm, I'm impressed with their fight at least. Uh, I just, yeah, the Ravens are the more talented team on the road here. I think they they will. I think they will cover, but I just. I, with what the Lions have been able to do, I think with their offensive line has looked pretty solid. Uh, we could see them being able to run the ball uh, in a way against the Ravens that at least keeps this a uh, closer game. But I think ultimately the D- Detroit defense still has a lot of work to be done. I think the Ravens offense started figuring things out in a big way against the Chiefs defense that we'll get to them shortly when we talk about their game, how they've looked just awful. But um, I think the Ravens are, yeah, they're just a superior team. I don't know how much I'm buying into the idea of building off the momentum of last week. I think John Harbaugh always has this team ready to go and probably at this point just feel better about, um, you know, uh, even if I have concerns about the Ravens, I have, at every level of the game, they are the better team here. So they're the pick for sure. Yeah, I feel pretty good about the Ravens getting the win here. Washington at the Bills. Bills, eight and a half point favorites at home against Washington. That's a pretty high number. Um, but yeah. Uh, I mean, the Bills really bounced back big against the Dolphins. That was one that, you know, we wanted to see what we would get from the Bills. And, you know, Tua's injury played into that. But still, Bills look pretty good here. And um, I think the Bills are the choice. Uh, Obviously, quarterback situation for Washington, a little bit different. I haven't been, again, thrilled with what I've seen from the Bills. But um, what can you say about a team that goes in and does what they did against the Dolphins? So, Yeah, they. I mean, that game was – definitely the deep, they, they end up scoring 35 points, but it's really Buffalo's defense that impressed me. There were times when it got to 14 zero real quick and the, the dolphins kept forcing turnovers, kept getting the ball deep in, in Buffalo territory. And they kept standing up. And that's the thing that I felt like from week one, um, maybe, maybe the Steelers offense just is pretty, pretty bad with what they did against the Raiders. Um, and maybe, maybe it's just not giving enough credit to both these defenses, but I do think Buffalo's defense is back to being, more like it was before Josh Allen really uh, blossomed last year, but more like to the 2019 Bills defense. I think they're going to be one of the top units in the league again. Uh, Washington, I think, even if they've they've given up some a decent amount of points through two weeks, I think they'll rebound fine as a team. But and Taylor Heineke has played made some great throws, amazing throws in that game against the against the Giants. But they easily could have lost that game. The Giants settled for so many field goals, missed touchdowns, uh, things that. Uh, good teams like the bills. I don't think miss those opportunities. So especially here uh, in Buffalo, I didn't consider it a lock just because I think Heineke can make some interesting plays. And maybe if they, if the turnover battle, you know, it's just the bills offense, they scored 35 last week, but I still felt like there are certain things 
not clicking at certain points. Um, I think there's a pick here, but still want to see a little bit more from their offense to make sure they're, you know, maybe it's just early season uh, kinks they're wearing out. But I, I do think they're with their how good their defense is, they have a chance to still be one of the best teams in the AFC. Yeah, I think so too. And they're the pick here at home against Washington. Uh, here's one we, I think, had a, or at least I had a tough time picking the Saints at the Patriots. Patriots at home, uh, three point favorites in this one. Saints just were so disappointing. In week two against the Panthers, the offense just goes completely opposite direction. That inconsistency has me worried, and I think it really has me worried against the Bill Belichick coach team. Um, so yeah. even though, again, the, the Patriots, I don't know exactly what you take away from them thus far. They played the Dolphins and the Jets, but mm-hmm. I just think I think they find a way to win this game. I just don't trust the Saints right now. Yeah, it's it's that like I felt like so good about the Saints, obviously after their first game some of the things they did and you saw all the issues get exposed by the Panthers and I I think the Patriots defense is probably going to be better than Carolina's at the end of the season I think Belichick I, I think the game plan is going to uh, they're going to exploit the same kind of things we saw from Carolina I just don't it's, it's a tough team to run on I just I don't know if they have all enough guys like Sean Payton might have some of the answers himself but I don't know if they have the guys to, to, to make it happen on the field against New England on the flip side yeah the Saints defense still played solid at moments but I, you know it was never going to be as sustainable from what they did in week one and i think the the paths they're going to probably keep the conservative kind of game with mac jones not going to be having having him throw deep down the field constantly but we'll see we'll see how aggressive the saints are maybe he will have to go over the top um i just think their offensive line is going to be more physical and it's going to be that's going to be one of the fun matchups is watching that patriots offensive line and still a really talented defensive front for the saints matchup it, uh, a game that yeah, uh, it's it's one that I'm not as, like, I won't be shocked if the Saints win. I do think both these teams are good, but not great. Um, uh, I just think with at home, uh, with some of the things we saw, especially from the Pats defense, that's that's the deciding factor for me why I picked the Patriots to win this game. Yeah, I think the Patriots uh, will win this one. And, yeah, just worried about the Saints, even though they, they dominated the Packers in week one. That was pretty disappointing in week two. But here's another game that should be pretty good. Charged at the Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs six-and-a-half-point favorites at home. In this one, normally, you know, Chiefs at home, less than a touchdown favorite. That's probably where we're headed. But, you know, if yep. you're picking a, a lock or something. But, man, the uh, the Chargers have not looked bad, even though they lost that game to the Cowboys. I think the Chargers look pretty good thus far. And, uh, you know, for this one, I think it's the fact that had the Chiefs won that game against the Ravens, maybe. But I feel like the Chiefs are in total bounce-back mode here. And they probably take care of business. But uh, I still think this should, you know, should be a pretty fun one. Yeah, I think it'll be a, an entertaining game. I'm really excited to see how Brandon Staley's scheme and everything he's trying to do with the Chargers works out against Kansas City. We did see that the, I st- kind of the same thing we talked about in the preseason with the Chargers. They don't have exactly the bodies along their defensive line to fill in the same way the Rams did to, to be able to have the lighter boxes to fill the different gaps that they want to do. To It's just they don't – we saw the Cowboys be able to run pretty efficiently against them as a result. But they still, at the end of the day, limited explosive plays. And so it's like that that mix of that versus a, a Chiefs team that they want – they're constantly looking for those explosive plays. I'm really, really excited to see that part of this game. On the flip side, I think, yeah, the Chiefs' defense has been bad. They've been just – uh, abysmal. Uh, we, we the difference, you know, between them possibly losing on the Super Bowl this year could be, yeah, you know, we think their offense is still going to be one of the best, but they can't. They, they need to have at least uh, maybe still a bottom half of the league defense, but not one of the worst two or three or four. Um, and that's kind of where they've been through two weeks. They they just have not stopped anything, and they, they got lucky with a couple of the 
the, the throws that have gone straight to their guys, they easily could be 0-2 right now. Uh, they could be 2-0 also. But, I mean, that's just not something we're used to saying for the Chiefs. And the Chargers, they let – they had so many – so many mental errors with all the penalties, some calls that were suspect, some calls that you could argue uh, Daniel Popper, the athletic Chargers beat writer, pointed out there were similar plays multiple times earlier in the game with both Dallas and, and the Chargers where uh, they could have been legal motion calls in play that were just not made. Um, and then they call one on that touchdown that would have given them the lead there at the end. They had another touchdown pulled back from a penalty. Just so many points that were left on the board that I don't know and for, you know, Dallas' defense isn't great either, but I, I just feel like they're going to be able to convert some of those chances. I know it's in Kansas City, but I still think the Chargers are going to be right in this game. I think it's going to come down closer to the end again. I'm picking the Chiefs, but I there was part of me that wanted to pick the Chargers here. I just think the, uh, the run defense, again, for the Chargers so far has been uh, less than stellar. They're 28th in uh, rush defense DVOA through two weeks. Um, and I, so we'll see if Kansas City can be patient. Because uh, they might have to be, because that might be the the formula to to beat the Chargers here. Yeah, maybe it will uh, be interesting this one for sure. Because said Chargers look pretty good, so um, we'll see what happens in that one. This one probably not going to be ranking up there as uh, one you're going to be seeking out. Uh, Falcons at the Giants. Uh, Giants three point <laughs> favorites at home. <laughs> I had, I mean, we laughed, but like I had a toughest time with this one picking the winner. It's probably any other game on the board here. Uh, I think I started picking the Falcons as the upset, and then I told you, you know what, I, I can't pick the Falcons. I can't do it. Um, they have not looked as good as the Giants, and uh, that's not saying a whole lot. So I'll pick the <laughs> Giants at home. I mean, they're the they're you know they're at home. If this was in Atlanta, I'd probably pick the Falcons. But what do you do? These are two teams that uh, aren't great, and uh, that pretty much tells the story. Yeah, this is the epitome of a game where the, the spread is just that field goal spread that you get just based on the home team because yeah. both teams are pretty evenly, like, not great. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I'm picking the Giants as well. I just, I don't know. The Falcons right now, I know they put up some points um, at certain points against um, against Tampa Bay, but they just, their, their offensive lines look pretty bad. Uh, I don't know. I just don't know what they're like. They got back to getting some things moving again with the ball, but they through two weeks again, DVOA is way more accurate with at least uh, five, six, seven weeks of, of data, but the Falcons are the worst team in the league there through two weeks and the giants haven't been terrible. They, they've been closer to the 20th range, closer to teams like Minnesota, Chicago and the chargers. So uh, yeah, it's just, I think there's a little more to, to like with what we saw the giants do against a, again, a Washington defense, I think will rebound. I don't think it's, going to keep playing at the level it has for two weeks. I think they'll be better. Um, I think there were yeah, some good things that New York was able to do. And just at home here, it's, it's two teams I don't trust. There's no way I'm betting on this game, let alone trying to pick it as a favorite or anything. But uh, at least feel a little bit better about where the Giants are at this point. So that's why they're the pick. Yeah, I think so too. And uh, Bengals at the Steelers. Steelers also three-point favorites at home. I know the injury situation here is what makes this interesting. Yeah. Um, with the Steelers and you talk about a team that's also, I mean, you know, it's a good thing they came back and did what they did against the bills because otherwise they didn't look great in week two against the Raiders uh, who we'll get to in a second, but Bengals didn't quite give me that, uh, that upset pick in week two at the bears. But I mean, I'm picking the Steelers here, but like we, we talked about, it's all going to probably depend on big Ben and uh, a lot still to be determined probably with how this actual game is going to look once they take the field on Sunday. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like the injuries to all their, their the guys that uh, they had Deontay Johnson go down, obviously T.J. Watt and Big Ben's injury. It sounds like all of them aren't serious, but it could be enough to, to be missing in this game, uh, which could be the difference because 
Uh, the Bengals, for as bad as they look for large portions of that game, they still their defense still for the second straight week looked fine. And I I would argue the Bears' offense and Steelers' offense still both two teams that aren't fantastic on that side. And I still have major question marks about that Steeler offensive line. Um, saw it really come to a to a head in that game against the Raiders. Some of the pressure they were able to generate. So, oh man, uh, yeah, I'm picking the Steelers here, but it's it's a little bit. You know, like this episode will be coming out on Thursday. We're recording Wednesday. A lot to could change. This is one where I would hold off on on, on making a, a pick if I if we had the chance in terms of just wanting to know who's going to be available. Not that Roethlisberger's been amazing by any means, but I he still makes you know still steps up, makes some of the plays that we've seen throughout his career. He's he's not who he used to be, but I I think some of the other guys that just might be out. Uh, and what at certain points we see, seem to see the Bengals start to figure some things out. Uh, at the same time, I, 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 I'd probably still stick with the Steelers regardless, just because I think that defense, we've seen what it's done uh, in the past uh, against the Bengals. Obviously, Cincinnati did beat Pittsburgh late last season. Um, at home, though, I, early in the season, the Steelers' defense just hounded Burrow, and I feel like it's likely that's going to be the case again. I just... Uh, Cincinnati, as much as I want to be excited about them, is the reason I picked the Bears last week. I just still, that offensive line, really, really, really concerning for me. And they, ha- they have a lot of talented guys, but still need to see a bit more. Getting a win here would, would do some convincing for sure. Dolphins at the Raiders. Uh, Raiders, three-and-a-half-point favorites at home. And uh, this is once one of those where I mean, we're looking at the possibility of the Raiders being 3-0 and here, and I'm picking them to be 3-0 and because uh, yep. even though we've all jumped on the Dolphins bandwagon, the two-injury, um, that's obviously significant. And you just look at the way things unfolded there in that game uh, against, you know, just how everything unfolded with the Bills. I mean, it's just sort of the Dolphins mm-hmm. are not a team you're going to really put a lot of confidence behind right now. Meanwhile, the Raiders go on the road and beat the Steelers. Uh, have now beaten the Steelers and the Ravens in back-to-back weeks. Uh, I don't think anyone bet, had that as a bet to start the, the season. But uh, <laughs> if they did, uh, they're cleaning up because I think there's a good chance the Raiders go to 3-0 and here. Yeah, and it's another team that, for what the Raiders have done successfully through their first two games, uh, with their defense in particular generating a pass rush, despite not always bringing that much pressure, they're playing a bad offensive line. Miami, if there's anything, like we've talked up, Mostly on this podcast, we've been very pro Dolphins. I still am. I still am excited. You know, still believe in what they've been able to build, all the draft picks they've gotten. But they have not capitalized with some of their offensive line picks so far. Austin Jackson has not been fantastic. Uh, they just overall as a line, it's it's one that I you know they were really suspect through the first two games. They were at points last year, and I think it's just not a fantastic matchup. We also have Jacoby Brissett in there. We did not look. Not a ton was going on with that Dolphins de- or offense once he came in the game. Um, uh, it's just the, the Raiders. All I just feel like their defense has figured out a way to be not one of the worst defenses in the league, and that we've been saying that that's been their problem the whole this whole time. They've just they needed a, just a competent defense because the offense has been fantastic the last few years, and it's it's stayed amazing. It's uh, I still I think that even if they haven't run the ball insanely well, um, that's not it's not something they always need to do with how Derek Carr. I mean, some of the throws and some of the reads he had in that game were some of the best ones I can remember, especially, uh, you know, obviously any deep bomb touchdown, it takes a lot of talent to get it there, but for him to wait for the, to buy time for Henry Ruggs to get down the field, wait to take that pretty rusher on and throw it on his back foot as perfect as he did. I just, he's so confident right now. They have so many weapons. I just think the Raiders offense is clicking enough where they're even against a, a Dolphins defense. I still have faith in overall. Um, I still think they're. I think they'll be able to put up some points, and I just don't have enough faith in 
but especially without Tua, but even just the offense Miami in Miami right now, it's a problem, and it starts with the line of scrimmage. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm with you. I think the Raiders good chance here to pick up another win. Um, Packers on the road at the 49ers. 49ers three and a half point favorites in this one. Um, I'm going with my usual pick over the years here anytime the packers play in san francisco i'm gonna always pick against them (laughs) and uh there is my justification for this one i just the niners have as we said they they've looked pretty good Uh, i know they played the lions and the eagles but i just i don't know i I know it's just one of those where i know that the niners too have been beat up a little bit with injuries but yeah i just don't uh, even with the game against the lions like i just I don't know. I'm not. I'm not there like I thought it would be yet with the Packers. Just uh, maybe it's just a holdover from that first game. But I I feel pretty good about the Niners. So I'm gonna go with the Niners here. Yeah, I'm not convinced with what you know what Green Bay did. As we talked about the lines. I felt like a few plays here and there. That game could have been a lot closer at the end of it. But with the Niners, I would say the same kind of thing. I mean, they did beat up on the Lions until the, the end of the game, and the 49er game was. I mean, they they should have been losing by a lot more at halftime. They were lucky to be winning. Um, <laughs> But the way they got down the field there at the end I, of the half, I, I just feel like the Eagles, I mean, overall, that's we'll get to the Eagles in a second. I think they're a lot better team than we thought before the season uh, with what they can do on defense. But I, I just, the Niners game plan against Philly was weird. Like, they were just throwing a lot of, uh, it just didn't look like the normal Shanahan offense we're used to. And I, I don't know if the Packers defense is equipped enough to to, to, to hold on to some of those uh some of the running plays that they're going to want to do and what the 49ers have done the last couple of years to beat the Packers. Um, but I just, uh, the, the 49ers lack depth at corner. Some of the things from that offense, it just hasn't looked as clean as previous seasons. I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of feel like two teams that I think are in my mind before the season still have the chance to be Super Bowl contenders, but two teams, even though the Niners are two and on the Packers one and one that I just haven't been completely convinced by. Uh, so I'm picking green Bay here. It's just to get, I, I always I try to get in at least a few upsets. It's it's hard to do sometimes. It's one that I at this point I, I do think they have a good chance to to come away with it if Rodgers plays anything like he did in the second half against Detroit. Uh, a much tougher defense here, but one again that I I just think that Achilles heel with the lack of secondary depth right now, uh, especially a corner. Really, uh, I can see, I can see the Packers finding different mass, uh, matchups to exploit uh, and ultimately uh, just finding a way to get the game uh, won by the end of it. I just I, if there is one, I'm still concerned that San Francisco is going to find a way to just run all over the the Packers. That's that's the one part where I'm like, eh, maybe I should reassess this pick. Yeah, I I think it's going to be interesting. I, again, I don't feel it's uh, I'm not completely confident in it, but uh, I just don't I don't see the Packers going out and winning. But um, we'll see we'll see what happens. And then we wrap up. We mentioned the Eagles. They are on the road playing the Cowboys. Monday Night Football, Cowboys, three-and-a-half-point mm-hmm. favorites at home against this one. I'm with you. I think the Eagles are better than we thought. Uh, but I just tend to think that the Cowboys are in a better position to uh, pick up the win in this one. Yeah, I'm picking Dallas here as well. I, I just liked what, uh, even though they should have given up more points to the Chargers, I, I just felt like the defense played uh, better. Uh, I think Trayvon Diggs, you're seeing over, uh, obviously that interception he had was amazing. But just overall, it feels like they finally they've been looking for that secondary piece and they would have probably drafted one of those top two corners if they hadn't been taken right before their pick this year. But I uh, I, I think that with him, they've really found someone at the number one spot, at least uh, maybe he doesn't you know, on a great secondary wouldn't be the number one guy. I think it's enough, though, to, to hopefully try to slow down uh, Devontae Smith. And overall, the Eagles, I again, I, I feel good about them. Like, I feel like, OK, this team, 
it's definitely better than I thought before the season. And that, that starts with their defense, but I think their offense, just a few plays here and there against San Francisco away from a game that they could have easily won, and they, they should have been up by a lot more in that first half. They just got to finish some drives that they might be able to uh, do so against Dallas. So I understand why the spread's as low as it is. I just think the Cowboys' offense is that good. I think they're going to be able to put up some points, and we'll see. This I it could event just like – has been it feels like for a lot of different years i know last year it really came down to the to washington and the giants but i think the eagles are going to stick around more than i possibly envisioned before the season i think they have a lot of good things going for them and uh like what nick sirianni has done so far in philadelphia yeah i i do too i, I think the eagles are an interesting team and uh perhaps outside of the giants maybe the uh nfc east uh, finally getting back on track this season we'll yeah. see if that's the case. Uh, but there you go. There are picks for uh, week three in the NFL. And, uh, again, a lot of – some games, I mean, I feel like it's sort of split. You got half the games, really just feel like the, you pretty much know who's going to win. There's the other half that, you know, could be interesting, could go either way. So, uh, as we know, everything will get thrown off as always, and uh, you'll have someone come out and Jets will beat the Broncos and, uh, you know, <laughs> beyond we'll go from there. That's just – that's how it works. So, uh, but there you go. There are picks. And the Dylan, of course, will have it all covered over at Clutch Points. Let everybody know where they can find everything they need for week three. Yeah, you can follow all of the games in the Clutch Points app, all of our streams, uh, live conversations going on. We'll have reactions, all the coverage from everything from all the, the players and coaches after the games, but also our own takeaways from every single game available in the NFL section on the app. As well as in clutchpoints.com, we have prediction articles, betting prediction articles, fantasy stuff, stardom sit articles uh, for your fantasy teams. That ho- hopefully, you already went through our, our drop list and our waiver wire pickups for the for the guys that you added this week. And yes, you can find all that on either the fantasy football section at the top of the website or the NFL section at Clutch Points. Yep, check it all out there for uh, Clutch Points. And uh, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, any podcast app you use, search for Establish the Pass. And uh, thanks, as always, to the fine folks at Blue Wire for all that they do. And thank you, as always, for listening. We'll talk to you guys next time here on the Establish the Past podcast.